I'd say one of the coolest thing I've observed as we've shifted more and more clients to ecosystem ROAS is this thing we've been uh, chanting, break down the walls, right? Just, you know, transparency, visibility. And when you realize that we really are all on one team, right? And, and you can, you have a choice as to where to spend each dollar. And now as a team, let's choose where, where to spend that dollar, whether it's on Facebook top of funnel, Facebook middle or bottom of funnel, or Google top of funnel generic search, or is it Google branded search? And each of them have limitations. You can only spend so much efficiently before you reach this diminishing return. And as a team, if you can have that, you know, collaborative conversation to say, let's maximize all the, all the places that we have the highest return and then spend on the least efficient use of spend, but that's where we get scale. It ultimately means fill everything up until you reach the point where you can start scaling on Facebook cold prospecting, YouTube cold prospecting, TikTok cold prospecting. And it's like, yeah, attribution for top of funnel cold prospecting is going to be a little hairy, right? Because especially given the timeline of a decision purchase, um, and you just have to trust that if you've filled up all your other buckets, that's the place to push. And if you want to grow your business, you're going to have to push. Brands, we need to talk. It's time to start texting your customers. Yachtpo, the leading e-commerce marketing platform, has the most advanced SMS marketing solution to reach customers where they are on their phones. Yachtpo enables brands to build unbeatable targeted SMS experiences to create customer connections and drive revenue fast. Visit yachtpo.com, that's Y-O-T-P-O.com, and get personal with SMS marketing today. there's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. I'm Eric Dick. It is Thursday, and today we've gathered the Pilot House Brain Trust. We've got uh, we've got Dave, we've got Kyle, we've got Taylor, and we've got Richard representing multiple different aspects of our company uh, to talk about the biggest issues we're facing with iOS 14.5 right now and what we're doing to mitigate to uh, continue to scale for our clients. Um, so Dave, why don't you start right now with the way you see the biggest issue that uh, brands and agencies are facing right now in the iOS 14.5 environment on Facebook specifically? Mm -hmm. So specifically on Facebook, I think the biggest issue is a loss of signals. And that's an issue both for media buyers as well as Facebook as a tool, given that it has less signals to optimize um, campaigns for. So what does that mean? It means as media buyers, we have to basically call on a bunch of different tools and strategies that we haven't necessarily had to in the you know, recent past because we've been able to rely on Facebook and trust Facebook's algorithm and really lean into the algo, you know, power of five, all these different things. Now it's becoming a conversation that's shifting towards how do we take a step back, look at the ecosystem, how do we ensure that Facebook, in addition to Google and TikTok and email, is all driving effective uh, you know, customer acquisition cost, knowing that the data we're seeing isn't telling the whole story, right? And that's the challenge. That's the biggest crux right now is it's very difficult, even as, as agencies, where we're dealing with clients where you know, our, our billables is, is on the line, really, to come to alignment and say, hey, even though on platform it's saying one thing, 
in Shopify, it's saying another. How do we find that truth? How do we how do we build um, how do we build systems that allow us to make decisions and scaling decisions where we're you know spending additional tens of thousands of dollars per day um, on on the on the basis that the data we're looking at has has voids. Um, you know, Taylor, maybe you could jump in and speak to specifically, like, you know, without getting into specifics, but what is, what type of range are we seeing across the board on brands? Yeah, we're seeing um, in terms of the the typical attribution to uh, campaigns and ads, a drop uh, or, or gap between Shopify and Facebook of um, approximately 30 to 50% roughly. Wow, that's a significant signal loss there. And and well, where are those will, plus, like what are those? Are those purchase events or those add to carts? What are those actual events? Yeah, I was gonna jump in and just clarify that because there's two, there's a few few different layers here. The first is events, let's say, let's take a Shopify example. Events received by Facebook is one drop point where you know historically, you know, there should be a one-to-one, -one, right? If there's a hundred purchases in Shopify, there should be a hundred events received uh, in Facebook. It's not saying those were attributed to Facebook, they should just be received by Facebook. That has been dropping. And then there's a drop below that of the events processed by Facebook. So what's interesting on June 30th, they actually changed the wording of this. Those That, that drop of events received to events processed used to be attributed to what they called discarded events. Now they bucketed it into deduplicated events and in the definition of deduplicated they say you know it's, it's duplicated between the browser and the api or dropped and so really i think they're they bucketed into that or dropped really implying these are the uh largely we suspect ios users who no longer can have those events processed for them so that's where you know maybe you're seeing a five to ten percent drop on the top line of events being received and then you're seeing an additional 20 to 30 percent dropped um, on events processed. That's interesting. Are, are we seeing this escalate? Is this because I know the, the, we, the, we were now like most people have probably received these privacy prompt yes, prompts at this point. But have we seen uh, like, because the last time we spoke about this, I think this was probably just beginning a, a lot of the, the loss of signal. Is it something that we're seeing sort of continue to, to snowball? Or is it sort of as you know, is it as bad as it's going to get? So technically this, you know, went live on, you know, April 26th. So all of May was affected and now all of June is affected and we're into July. And so when tracking month over month, certainly June is more affected than May. And of course the, the, the worry is if this trajectory continues, July could be worse than June. Um, the good news, and maybe we could, you know, shift this, that's sort of the doomsday talk, right? The, the, the good news is that in that time frame, we've had, time to, to rely on these different tools to, to get us a back to a place where accounts are performing and we can actually look at that ecosystem efficiency and know that uh, we are driving cost-effective customer acquisition um, but b we actually have a little bit more, more tactical data to make decisions on um, so if that's valuable we could kind of maybe shift into that conversation totally so what is it that we're doing to to kind of keep on uh spending profitably and spending confidently I was going to say, speaking from the Facebook side, we're, we're really kind of going back to our roots and approaching um, what we know as 
best practice, but then looking at it through the lens of multiple signals. I know Dave kind of alluded to signals at the beginning. So we're looking at signals beyond just platform stats. Um, we found that's incredibly important because we we're seeing the value of the traffic as it grows the funnels for the brands that we work with. Um, and by signals, I mean, we're leaning into tools like Google Analytics. We're even running things like post-purchase surveys as well, related to acquisition um, as an extra gauge. And then we're comparing the platform stats with that. So in, in a lot of ways, we're pulling all those pieces together. Um, and we're also using our own internal tech as well uh, that we have uh, access to for, for supporting that as well. There's a, um, like we're, we're OG media buyers, you know, going back quite a few years here. Richard and I had a good chat today, but um, you know, the pixel is a is a thing that is fairly new in terms of media buying on the internet, um, and I think that a lot of people have become dependent upon it. It's like a self driving car. You know, are your kids going to learn to to drive manual? Do they need to? Should I judge them for that? Probably. I, I right? use a rotary phone to this day. Yeah, like <laughs> totally, exactly. And and so I think like, I think just like the human side of it, you just gotta, it's like, you just put your hands on the wheel and you close your eyes and you put on some good music and you take a deep breath and you realign and you open your eyes and you drive down the road. Because really, nothing has changed except the signals. Like you lost the lines on the on the road a little bit, right? It's like a, it's like a highway that's like going through a construction zone, and you're like, wait, no, I know how to drive on this road, and I know where I'm going on yeah. this road. It's yeah. just whether or not you you look at it in a calm, reserved, collected way, find as much data as possible around you, turn on your GPSs get your roadmap out, stop at the gas station, find a compass, <laughs> put it all together and make good decisions and think critically about it because you make good ads, you buy traffic a similar way. You can't make those instant, instant, instant decisions anymore. And a good example is um, like, like you could, a good example uh, that came up, we launched a new account, a new brand, three days, no sales, couple grand spend or whatever. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And it was the first new account I'd launched in like a brand new, fresh account. We'd launched in this new ecosystem. And I was like, I just, we turned everything off and, and then I was like, we shouldn't turn it off. I think that it's because there's a three day random attribution delay now because they're scrambling the timestamps on this, I think within 72 hours. And I was like, there's sales coming in Shopify. Facepack like it's best practice like we're doing what we do there's there's they're gonna come in they have to come in they came in you know they came in it took like a day and a half we kept spending and i think like there's this like there's like whether you can just like slam down on tests right now i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't do that but i would like i would like be cautious and like be confident that you're a good media buyer be confident that your creative is good and be confident that everyone's freaking out right now it's not just you and stick to what you know and just be really smart about it and find the data and the data can come from other places, which I think is what Dave and Taylor were alluding to. 
Yeah. So we got Google Analytics. Uh, just as is that is that the source of truth? Then is that is that what we sort of operate with 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 clients on as 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 a source of truth? Is there a source of truth, or is there the source of truth at this point? Well, I mean, I, I think um, you know, if you're running an e-commerce site and Shopify is your your system, Shopify is actually your your source yeah. of truth. Um, you know, Google Analytics has always been, a, a, you know, a very useful tool. Um, and I have to say, you know, it's quite funny. I've never seen as many Facebook media buyers using Google Analytics in, in, in my life. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's been interesting. Um, but no, I think I think your you know your backend system is your is your absolute source of truth because you know there's your dollars and cents coming coming in. Um, but but analytics has got a you know very important part to play. And um, I think the one the one thing that I think I've, I'm seeing and Taylor and I have spent a lot of time um, with some of our accounts just you know looking at all the, the signals pre you know iOS 14 and, and post iOS 14 you know to try and figure out you know what is going on so we can figure out the data loss etc but I think the one thing that it does do um, is for the data that's coming in you know and, and Google Analytics is picking up and it's attributing to Facebook paid or whatever it might be you know those are you know, those are genuine, genuine sales, you know, and in the past, maybe particularly from a Facebook point of view on Google, from, you know, YouTube point of view, you looked at, you know, you looked at these view conversions and you went, oh, you know, that, that's interesting. Um, but now we're, we're, we're last click, we're last click conversions um, that Google Analytics is picking up. And, and I think that's going to actually help, um, you know, help campaigns, particularly on the Facebook side of things, because, um, you know, you're no longer saying, well, as a view conversion, we'll, we'll count that. I think you know now it's a last click conversion, um, and in some ways, and I think we, you know we've seen it already with some of our clients, it can actually benefit um, what's what you're doing on your on your Facebook account, um, you know, because you're now focused on the conversions that you can see coming through Shopify and coming through Google Analytics are actually turning into uh, into real real business dollars and cents. So, um, so it's been interesting. That's that's fascinating, Richard, because like you're on the Google side and. You know the company's split up, and there's Facebook buyers and Amazon buyers and the rest of it. And it's always like, oh, where's my? Are you, sh you know, it's like a classic agency versus agency struggle. It's like, where's that attribution? Where's that attribution? And our internal teams are like that a little bit, but like, we really encourage teamwork, and they do a good job. But it's kind of just simplifying everything a little bit. So there's a loss, but like, is that loss a, a real loss, or is that an in session loss? Or is it a third touch versus first touch loss? You know, like what we're really, what we have always really focused in is like optimize that last click, that top of funnel and every source. And that's what the tool does. So it's an in-session optimizer, meaning that whether it's an email link or a Facebook link or a Google link, we're optimizing that session and that funnel within that session. It won't fire a conversion if the conversion doesn't come in within an hour. Whereas like Facebook used to go back 28 days, right? Or longer, I think it used mm -hmm. to, but Richard kind of like, I'd love your thoughts on that. Like, like gear your, the idea of gearing your teams to like getting sales day of, as opposed to gearing teams to look for additional attribution. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're already, we're already seeing it, you know, on some of the, some of the big accounts, um, you know, if you, if you're optimizing uh, for the, for the, for the, that day and, and you're seeing the, the, you know, the conversions come through and, and, you know, as you said, you know, we've, we've got some great media buyers 
across the board and, and you know particularly on the Facebook side of things you know so so them looking at, at the Google Analytics data now and figuring out that when they spent you know this you know X or Y on on certain campaigns and ultimately you know we saw the you know both the last click um, attribution coming in on Google Analytics and probably more importantly you know the 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 sales coming in on on, on Shopify um, you know one and one does add up to two um, you know and just because Facebook ads doesn't say that anymore <laughs> um, you know there is no one. Uh, as far as Facebook ads is concerned, a lot of the time, um, you know, it doesn't mean it's not true. So, um, so I think, you know, focusing on that and, um, you know, just applying the best practices, as you say, that's, that's, that's the thing, you know, the, the, the people haven't gone away. The audiences are still there. <laughs> There's still the ad slots. There's no fewer okay. ad slots. Yeah. Packlane is the one-stop shop for custom packages with your very own team of packaging pros. From concept to prototype to delivery, Packlane manages everything from start to finish. Plus, you only pay for the packaging services you need. No added fees, no monthly payments, and no sneaky upsells. Their team is dedicated to saving you countless hours and money that can be invested back in your business. Visit packlane.com to design your custom packaging today. I wanted to ask too about uh, about audience fidelity. Like we were talking a lot about event fidelity, you know, of, uh, event and signal loss within that. But is there are we seeing any loss of fidelity of like audiences of audiences maybe not performing as well as they had, or are we seeing anything on that audience side on Facebook? Yeah, it's a it's a key question. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering about. Um, I mean, we're seeing it. It, it kind of depends on how you look at the signals. We're seeing. We're seeing some differences. Um, I know from people within our network and some of the brands I'm working with, we're seeing a, a shift towards uh, broad, actually broader interests outperforming some of those custom audiences that a lot of advertisers rely on, like lookalikes um, or some of those more detailed uh, retargeting audiences as well. Um, however, at the end of the day, what we're finding success with is is doing what Kyle mentioned, really going back to um, leaning into good creative, trusting great creative, reading the signals in something like an analytics, looking at you know, time on site as it relates to audiences and campaign trends, um, as well as those conversion metrics and some of the other signals we look for. Um, and we're still seeing really good results by doing so, but it is shifting how we approach it a little bit more. What about pre-sales page content, pre-sale page content? We're, you know, this is something we're, we're, we're looking at just releasing actually in a, stay tuned in, in the newsletter. We're going to be sort of offering that workshop that we created about creating pre-sale page content. Are we finding that those kinds of, that kind of content is still effective or more effective, less effective uh, now in, in this new environment? I, I just, in, in my mind, if you can lengthen the funnel out with people, you can get more touch points and create more data in your ecosystem uh, is that is that true, or what are we actually seeing with pre-sale pages now? Pre-sales, um, it just comes down to your audience. Like honestly, like a younger crowd is not going to want a long-form pre-sale. They're too savvy. They're going to be like, "This is not what I want to read." Um, they're going to want to go straight to the reviews, and they're going to jump into a cart. So if your product's like skewed younger demo, like don't bother. Um, pre-sale, like Facebook would, you know love a pre-sell historically based on the types of users there. Um, TikTok probably wouldn't, um, maybe, but then, in, yeah. in the, but then again, it's like Helmkin, our other company is just destroying TikTok right now using pre-sells and we just have to test. And I, I think, I think pre-sells at the end of the day, like I, iOS, 
like Eric, we've had this conversation a few times now. Pre-sales increase your conversion rates. iOS 14 makes it hard to see your conversion rates. Increase your conversion rates, you get more conversions. Like the formula is super easy. Find anything to increase your conversion rates that will help you combat iOS 14, like holistically, right? So yeah, that is a tool that we love, that we love to use, that we implement constantly. Nice. Uh, are we seeing any budgetary shifts at this point between any of the, the platforms that are, you know, now seeing the cold light of day when it comes to attribution? Are, are we seeing shifts away from Facebook or more into Facebook, more into Google or staying the course? From the Facebook side, we're, we're, we're applying a lot of the learnings we're gaining by looking at more signals beyond Facebook where, you know, historically we may lean into that a little bit more. Um, so for example, when we're looking at that cross-channel efficiency, there are there are cases where we've seen pockets where we may pull back on one style of ad on a platform, lean into it on another, a different one on another that's more efficient, um, and then focus, focus all that spend in accordingly. So um, I would say that's actually been a, a really great learning, a uh, big opportunity that that has evolved from this as well. Nice. I think there's a I think there's a temptation to to go with the you know, the, the last click stuff, you know, particularly, you know, Google side of things, um, you know, clients love to see those, you know, those high conversion rates and the, the really high ROAS numbers that, you know, Google ads can provide in terms of, um, you know, branded search and, you know, some retargeting and that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, to be honest, we, we haven't been, you know, um, shifting a whole lot more budget to, to Google. Um, you know, the temptation's there <laughs> because the numbers kind of show, show things, but, uh, I think it's the wrong it's the wrong thing to do um, on any clients where we have kind of backed off a, a little bit on on, on Facebook. We, we've actually seen you know a drop across across the board um, because Facebook drives so much you know top of funnel traffic for for a lot of our clients um, that as soon as you do that, then you know Google Google struggles as well. You know the the brand the brand searchers just aren't there because they've got to come from somewhere. So so the temptation's there, but you know we we haven't done it and 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 a little bit of experimentation we've done would definitely back that up don't you know don't don't do it and it's a bit of a <laughs> fallacy too that even like that they're very different things right you'd have to bid more aggressively on a bunch of keywords or you know like it, it's not exactly the same as you mentioned in terms of it being top of funnel traffic um and it, it, it all supports each other I, th I think kind of is where richard's talking about and what what we've in the beginning there was not every account, but like it was happening. There was knee jerk reaction. Oh my God, this guy is falling. Pause everything. On some accounts that was, you know, instruction on other accounts, it was slowed down and let's look at the data and let's watch it together. Dave has been, has had conversations, so many conversations over the last two months, training and orientating and realigning not only the staff, but also our partners, clients are partners. And, um, like, what I what I hear from Dave constantly is the importance of overall. And we've always said this. This is why we're like deep integration, because it's like, listen, you can't do your Facebook right if your Google's not working with your Facebook. And you can't do your TikTok because it's going to grab in attribution from your Facebook and you're paying three times as much for three different partners to manage all this. So bring it all in house, add your email, let's measure it all together. Dave, I'm going to call you up here in a sec because I saw you dropping your mic off, but like this idea of overall, this idea of ecosystem revenue, brand owners know this. It's about 
implementing this idea that you had already have for yourself this like blended cost per acquisition cost what's your overall number and then ensuring that the sources that are feeding that overall number balance out because if you stop your Facebook your Google's gonna die if your Google's gonna die then your business is gonna die <laughs> so you need them all talking to each other but yeah Dave I just I think I think just looking at time here I just love to hear some uh, some thoughts because you've been in the weeds on this hmm. I'd say one of the coolest thing I've observed as we've shifted more and more clients to ecosystem ROAS is this thing we've been uh, chanting, break down the walls, right? Just, you know, transparency, vis visibility. And when you realize that we really are all on one team, right? And, and you can you have a choice as to where to spend each dollar. And now as a team, let's choose where, where to spend that dollar, whether it's on Facebook top of funnel, Facebook middle or bottom of funnel, or Google top of funnel generic search, or is it Google branded search? And each of them have limitations. You can only spend so much efficiently before you reach this diminishing return. And as a team, if you can have that, you know, collaborative conversation to say, let's maximize all the, all the places that we have the highest return and then spend on the least efficient use of spend, but that's where we get scale. It ultimately means fill everything up until you reach the point where you can start scaling on Facebook cold prospecting, YouTube cold prospecting, TikTok cold prospecting. And it's like, yeah, attribution for top of funnel cold prospecting is going to be a little hairy, right? Because especially given the timeline of a decision purchase, um, and you just have to trust that if you've filled up all your other buckets, that's the place to push. And if you want to grow your business, you're going to have to push. Love it. Very cool. Well, uh, I've just been told that we have a, an announcement from the uh, the peanut gallery here. We're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. We've got, uh, I think, some other meetings we're going to be jumping to. But uh, Kyle mentioned he had an announcement to break here on the All Killer No Filler podcast. Yeah, we we try to keep this thing this informative, and we definitely aren't selling on this. But today I am. Um, so I just I just want to announce a couple things. One, um, this internal tool we're talking about. Um, it is providing an additional layer of data. And so if you're looking for an additional layer of data or a partner that uh, can help facilitate uh, an improvement in conversion rates, as, as well as support you through this uh, iOS opportunity, we'll call it, uh, hit us up. We're data-driven and our, our team is um, lives on top of this thing. So it's uh, it's out there. If you if It's here if, if you're out there and, and you're curious, just hit us up. And the second thing is, uh, Tied is iOS. When you started, you talked about creative. Um, our performance geared creative team is now uh, open to the to the public. So um, no longer no longer do you have to be a paid media partner to work with our our creative team, which is um, which is fully trained and, and equipped to help you uh, manage campaigns in that they think like media buyers. So a little bit different. Um, if, if you're curious about that, also feel free to free to reach out. Um, that'll be the last plug for a long time, but, uh, thanks. I for can't promise that. that. I can't promise. I love, I love to plug, but to be specific, they should email you. I know you're leading the charge on these. Should we just say, should we just like on the podcast? If you want to, if you want to chat with, with, with I Kyle think about you shoot it to, uh, Dan at pilothouse.co. Dan at pilothouse.co. Um, I think that they'll, it's a more efficient route into uh, having a conversation with me. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on everyone today. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll catch back up again soon about this iOS 14.5 and, and what we're doing to mitigate some of the challenges that it faces because it's going to be an ongoing thing. That's 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 going to be clear. It's going to be an ongoing situation. Um, and as long as you're having these these sort of open, transparent, uh, you know, 
conversations about this. I think transparency is something Dave talks about all the time uh, on the podcast, and it's now more important than ever throughout your organization to have all these people, uh, these different um, traffic sources and teams talking uh, because yeah, there's, there's a real opportunity to make things better in the long run from this potentially. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thanks all. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye. Super. Bye.